Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to Living Your Juiciest Life Ever. Juiciest Life Ever was born out of the recognition that self-love needs to be amplified in a deep way in our world. It began with interviewing women and then discovering that, yes, men too, we need to deepen that self-love and we need to bring masculinity and femininity back to the forefront as it was created in its glorious form. In this space, we interview people from around the globe that have come perhaps from a place of self-loathing to self-love, from self-less to self-full, from burnout to burning bright, from living someone else's dream to claiming their own voice and stepping into their own juicy life. This show has been created to bring those people and their stories to you so that you may be inspired to believe and to step into your own juicy life. So welcome and thank you for being here. I'm really honored and have great pleasure in introducing my guest today and my friend Gail Scott. She is, besides being an amazing woman that I met years ago, and we have a huge story around that, but we're going to have to do it at another time. <laughs> so she is an intuitively guided inspirational speaker, a transformational coach, and a spiritual consultant. Gail empowers audiences and clients to fulfill their destiny. Gail communicates and teaches with the assistance of various groups of non-physical beings who are spiritual teachers. This is commonly known as channeling. Gail has been working closely with her intuitive knowledge for over 14 years in the health and wellness industry and within her own private coaching practice. The messages that she delivers assist individuals on a personal, professional, and global scale. As Gail is a confident, relaxed, and friendly spirit with extensive education, experience, and expertise, combined with her spiritual guidance, she delivers unique messages and specialized programs for anyone open to this kind of kind of communication to elevate and to bring them to a whole new level in their life. Thank you, Gail. Thank you so much for being here and welcome. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. It's so nice to be here. And I'm so excited about what we're going to talk about for your listeners. We have much to talk about. And I know that you have an incredible story and our stories about where we are now are glorious and they become so mm, tangible when they come from our experience of our past and where we have come from to where we are now. And that's our, our as they say, what our mess is in our mess. Our message is in our mess, right? Yeah. So it always gives people such inspiration when they see you at this glorious place and they go, wow, I'd really like to do what she does, or I'd like to experience what she experiences, but look at her and they forget, right? You've had great trauma and turmoil in your life. And I know some of those stories, but I certainly don't know all of them. Mm -hmm. And so if we can um, begin from that place of you know, if you can think back as to 
when you were in the space of neglecting yourself and when you were giving too much, as a result of what it is that you've experienced, what was that experience like for you? And what do you see would be an awesome place to share so that other people can really get that sense? So my, my background in my family dynamic is alcoholism. And growing up in that kind of environment, we learn, anyone who's in the recovery field knows this, we learn how to adapt to certain family roles within the family system. And I adapted into what's called the lost child. I just read my book, did well in school, kept quiet, kept out of the way. And that, that wasn't really how I lived my life as an adult, but it certainly was how I lived my life as a child. But what it created for me was this inability to really be authentic, to say what I really felt, to do what I really wanted. So instead, I just gave it up to all the other people in my life and became which is pretty standard for someone coming out of that kind of a family, a people pleaser and a codependent person. And so I ended up really focusing on my friends, my family, my husband, my children. And I even became a stay at home mom to my two daughters in my thirties. Um, as someone who never wanted to have children, uh, it was a kind of a strange thing for me to be at home all the time with my kids, but you know, there's also a huge amount of perfectionism. And that all came crashing down in my mid 30s, when my body started to really say no, to this way of being that I had where I was constantly ignoring my own needs. I didn't even know what my needs were, Kate, I was just so busy making sure that he was taken care of and the kids were taken care of and all my volunteer stuff was done. And it all, I didn't even have the, the awareness that it was, you know, as a people pleaser and approval seeker and wanting people to love me and like me, which is what I really desperately wanted as a child, but didn't get. But mm -hmm. I had no idea that I had transitioned that into my adult life until my body started saying, uh, hell no, we can't live like this anymore. And I had um, a series of things happen to my health and then to my marriage that had me realize I can't live this lifestyle anymore. I, I was in a state of self-loathing, but I didn't even know it. And I, if you'd asked me what self-love was, there's no way I could have even defined it in any way. I, I couldn't see beyond the end of my nose. Like I just had no clue. So that really started this journey of what do I want? Who am I? What does it mean to be a human being versus a human doing, 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 doing everything for everybody and not really knowing what that doing would look like for myself. Mm -hmm. So it, it all came crashing down in my mid thirties because my body just went, no, we're not doing this anymore. So did you get sick? I did. Okay. I had a mental breakdown. I went into a severe depression. I had adrenal burnout. Uh, I began going into early menopause 
which didn't make any sense. I was too young for that. Um, my endocrine system was shutting down. My thyroid was not working. Um, there were all these things that were happening within me that couldn't really be defined, you know, by the allopathic medical system. Like, well, you have a thyroid problem. You should take a thyroid medication or, well, you're in early menopause. You should go on hormone replacement therapy. And I was, I was kind of thinking, no, but my marriage is falling apart and I'm in a depression. There's got to be some correlation between this. Like I had the smarts to know that. So I refused to take any medication that the doctors suggested. And that didn't go down well with my family or the doctors. Um, but I started researching. I, I went to the library and I pulled out all the books I could find on natural treatments for depression and early menopause and um, post-traumatic stress. Like by this time I was in therapy because I was really, you know, in a bad place in my mind. My marriage was falling apart. I was in marriage counseling. But then what was going on with me? Why was I so, so upset, but couldn't really define what it was that was upset. It was all projected out onto my husband. And don't get me wrong. He had his part to play, but so did I. And until I began to see the part that I was playing, I couldn't heal myself. So I continued down that path for, I would say, around 10 years, doing all kinds of different treatments. And these were all non-allopathic, all natural energy treatments, and different kinds of therapy work and 12-step recovery work and using, you know, naturopathic medicine and Chinese medicine and everything basically except pharmaceutical drugs, but really diving into the spiritual side of things and going, what's going on at a spiritual level with me? I'm, there's something very disconnected, um, and under beginning to understand what self-worth was, what self-esteem was, what self-trust was. I had no idea that any of those things even existed far be to understand what they would look like in my life. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. That's a, a really <laughs> incredible. What, what I heard very early in your description was that you immediately went to what is my part in this what is my what what's going on for me not what am I doing wrong but what is it that you know there was there was a really really deep longing in your soul it sounds there like was. you know yes. which which actually really triggered the depth of what it was that you experienced like that you were going through and the desire to seek out what was the deeper answer not the surface and so, yeah, yeah, really, I, I, you really nailed it in terms of the soul because I, I didn't even know that that existed either. It's like I was so disconnected from mind, body, spirit, from soul, from any kind of divine mm -hmm. guidance or connection that I was kind of really in the hero's journey at the bottom of the well like completely lost. I mean, I was suicidal. And, and, and there was one night I was driving home from a 12 step meeting and it was 
Um, I was going to many meetings every week to try to figure out what, how to find myself and how to find peace and sanity. And it was pouring rain and I was driving up the highway and I knew in that moment I could just drive off the ramp and end it all. And it was a really pivotal moment because a voice inside my head said, you have two little girls who need you. Keep driving. Every time, even I tell you that story, I get emotional about it. It yeah. was a, it was a breaking point for me. It was okay. It might be hell what I'm going through right now, but there's, there's a, there's a light at the end of the tunnel here. And my reason for being became my children and, and changing the trajectory of their lives through the work that I was doing. I wanted, them, I wanted them to know that a marriage could be different, that a relationship with a man could be different, that a family could be different. I didn't know what it looked like because, mm -hmm. of course, I hadn't seen it in my own family. But I just knew there had to be, I, I would say to people, there's got to be something better than this, than what I'm going through. There's got to be. And so I was kind of on a mission. <laughs> But it wasn't my mission. I really think it was my soul's mission to find me, to bring me back to mm -hmm. that, that place of peace and calm and love and acceptance and, you know, unconditional love, which I'd never experienced in my life at that point. Of course not. Yeah, that makes right? sense. So this was the defining moment. And so then after that, there must have been some really wonderful, I know, I mean, I'm really getting the, the challenge and the pain that you went through. Right. And then after this, this defining shift of this really big aha moment that, that just mm -hmm. seemed to spark all kinds of plugs within you, um, there must have been some really cool breakthroughs that happened right after that. Maybe you could share a couple of those profound moments. It was quite amazing because I began to see that what had happened in my family was repeating itself in my marriage and with my children. And that started me on this journey of recovery and repair and self-love. And to the point that everything that I was learning, I was teaching my children and I was unbeknownst to me, like I was coaching them through situations that they were dealing with. And I was saying to them, I don't know what to do, but here's what I think we should do. Um, and I was making very difficult decisions. Like as a stay at home mom, I had no career, no job. I'd given all of that up, but I ended my marriage. So I, because my husband, you know, lovely man, but he, 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 he wasn't doing the work. And so, you know, there's two people in a relationship. You kind of got to be working along it together. And he chose not to, and that's fine. Um, so I had to make lots of difficult decisions about how was I going to survive without a career, without an income, with two children, and, you know, in this kind of society that we live in. And so there was a lot of negotiation going on and a lot of different things. And then I had to heal my body through all of this as well, and then deal with the aftermath of what was happening with my children, which I know a lot of people do. Um, but for me, it felt like something else was pulling me forward. 
I mean, I was driven, Kate, to shift everything in my life, like everything. And I could not have told you what that was at that time. I mean, I know now it was my soul because it had a destiny path for me. And, you know, I was kind of at a crossroads. Was I going to go the faded path or was I going to go the destiny path? Mm -hmm. And the faded path, I could see in my friends, they weren't happy in their marriages, but they were still sitting there living it every day, even though they weren't happy. I was in a women's group, a mother's group, and we were playing different games and asking different questions of each other. And one of the questions at the very beginning of this journey for me was, would you stay in a loveless marriage for the sake of your children? And there were eight women in the room and I was the only one that said, no, I would not do that. And this was way before I went into the marriage counseling. So it's almost like my soul was guiding me towards my future because I was answering questions with a knowledge that I didn't know I had. And that, <laughs> that seemed to happen over and over and over where when I did eventually, you know, get divorced and, you know, my husband was like, oh, you're going back into the corporate world because that's what I had done before working in HR. And I said, oh, no, no, I haven't come through this journey to go back into the corporate world. That would just kill my soul <laughs> because my soul really knew that it was here for bigger and better things. And so he wasn't very happy about that, needless to say. However, my journey has just been this incredible um, experience of windows and doors opening as I've trusted my soul and moved forward on that path and meeting people and, and, you know, being at events like where we met and being introduced to different workshops and different other spiritual guides and healers and coaches and therapists and just using that experience for myself to, to, to move forward. And I think that's part of the path for many people. They don't know where to go but you don't have to know all, you don't have to know the destination you just have to know what the next step is and when we reconnect when we remember and reconnect with spirit and we then we reconnect with god that's when we're working on the inside i heard something yesterday um, I've been in conference for the last few days and I heard something yesterday that was really powerful. And it's, it was, um, we often, um, make what's outside of us more powerful than what's within us. And it's like, wait a minute. It's a, it's a massive aware and aha moment. And what I was hearing, the reason that came up, I believe is because what I was hearing from you was that the drive was beyond your soul and into your spirit. And it was that divine connection with God. And you, and it was like, you know, everything is cracked. It's so the light can come in, you know, yeah. and that's where, you know, where often where we begin to really hear the more of the deepest part of ourselves from, from God, from our higher self. And uh, it really sounds like that journey was very much about that. And you suffered a lot of trauma, which also creates that opening for negative and positive. But you made some really powerful, powerful choices that many people don't take. 
And so it's led you down a path of becoming a counselor and a coach, a transformation. So maybe you can share a little bit about that shift from all of that massive change. I'm not going back to corporate. So now here's the direction that I'm going to go and then share a little bit about that journey into the health and wellness area of your life. So when I was married and going through the marriage counseling in the first year, so I I didn't have a full-time paying job. I was home with my kids all the time. Um, I was one of those overweight women, like who lived at home, you know? And so I decided to lose weight and I joined Weight Watchers. And I'd always been a public speaker in training and different uh, volunteer activities. So when I was sitting in the rooms and I was watching this woman at the front teaching the program, I thought to myself, I could do that. So I got a job as a leader at wow. Weight Watchers and I worked there for five years. And I always remember one client who became a friend and, and she said, you know, Gail, I never came for the weight loss. I came for the coaching. I came for the self-love training that I gave them in the rooms because I was bringing into the room everything that I was learning on my journey. And yes, of course, weight is a huge part of self-esteem and our relationships with our bodies. And then I was also going through my own dealing with my own body and my own trauma and how do you connect the feelings and what you use to numb your feelings and all of that. So that was a really pivotal shift for me into, oh, I can do this on stage. I can teach people and take them through my stories and, and help them with, you know, teachings about how to connect the body, mind, spirit. So I started that way. And then I remember I wanted to be a professional speaker, like a motivational professional speaker. And I got free coaching through a group that I was in. And this woman said, I think you'd make a great coach. So I went back to school to do like a university level professional performance coaching certification, which I got and then went on to do my professional speaking training. So I have the best of both worlds in that I understand you know, the dynamics of professional coaching and taking people from A to B with a goal mindset. And then I also have the personal spiritual aspect of, you know, how do you move yourself through that and connect to the divine and really understand how it all kind of fits together. And then I have the ability to be able to speak that to an audience and tell stories and and make energy shifts with people. So this whole journey took me through all kinds of levels. And as I was doing that and building my business and my journey, I was bringing people with me. And I was finding that everyone that I was working with was at that level that I had just been at. Mm -hmm. So I was able to say, oh, you're dealing with this issue? Oh my gosh. I know exactly what that feels like because I actually have done that work myself, which I think is very empowering for a client to understand that their their that their mentor or their coach or their mm-hmm. you know counselor that's working with them actually knows what they're experiencing. 
So I would find myself working with a lot of people in the recovery field because I knew that idea. A lot of people with women's issues, you know, and sexual issues because I had had to deal with the trauma of that and coming out of that and getting reconnected to my body and understanding as a woman, what do I need? What do I want? How can I express it? And then my spiritual journey really took off when I realized that there was something bigger pushing me here. Because I kept being told, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? And I I had no idea what they were talking about (laughs) until I met someone who basically said, oh, I need to tell you who you are. And that started me on the spiritual journey, which was taking everything I'd done up to this point, the spiritual journey of being in recovery in 12 step and understanding, you know, the God of my own understanding, and then working into, you know, the sacred um, aspect of sexuality, and how do I connect my body with the divine and understanding the whole chakra system and all of that, and then coming into how do I trust my heart? How do I connect my heart, my head and the heavens? And how does that work? And how do I build all that into this <laughs> juicy experience of being a human being alive on the planet right now? Yes. Yeah, so, so from all of that, and then you, we moved into the coaching because that's a place that you were led internally and externally. You have right. validation from that. And then, and, and the, the, the professional, the professional speaking that continued on and the coaching that you've been doing greatly satisfying and you're in a new place of your life right now. It's so exciting. And when you were talking about learning to trust, learning to get to know, learning to get deeper and to really be in that state of trust. And so if you could share what's on the next level of that juicy, because there's so much to unpack in all of the things that we touched on there, that that we, I think we might have to do a series. So, right. <laughs> so now Gail, I mean, to share with the listeners, this is the next level of trust yeah. and faith so, that you're so, stepping into. So go ahead. So the, so the next step for me is actually letting go of absolutely everything that is concrete in my world and trusting my soul completely as I go on a journey into the unknown of my future. So basically, I have brought my children up. They're successfully graduated from university. They both have wonderful full-time jobs. They're now living downtown, each in their own place, happy and content and successful. And I have now sold my house in Toronto. And I have got rid of absolutely everything almost that I own, except what fits in my car. And I'm driving across Canada to the West Coast to, you know, I know it's a spirit led journey. I I know I'm coming West for something. I, oh, I get goosebumps when I say that. I don't know what it is. There's people to meet. There's experiences to have. I don't know how long it's going to be for. I don't know what the next place is. I just know that this week I will hand over the keys of my house that I've lived in for 27 years to someone else. And I will begin a new chapter, which has really culminated since I would say, you know, 2019, mm-hmm. where it's been a massive time of change. Yeah. And, and letting go of worrying about my future. 
and now, you know, really embodying the present and trusting that my soul has my back, that I'm guided by that. And every morning I, I wake up and I say, what do you want me to do today? And I've been saying that now for several years and I always get guidance. I always get that. What do you feeling. want me to do today? What do you want me to do today? Like okay. in my meditation every morning, what do you want me to do today? And then sometimes I say that many times a day, I'll do something and then I'll go, okay, what do you want me to do now? And sometimes it will be meditate, work on this, clean out this cupboard, call this person, write a program, do a blog, go for a walk. Like it's, the, it's, it's that's a really massive process of letting go. It's huge, Kate, because we, we don't live in that kind of world. Mm, no, we have. And, and it's so great that you're doing that. So this is a huge gift. So if you were to say um, to uh, someone, uh, okay, so because it's such a massive shift for people, maybe this exercise that you do for yourself throughout the day, um, if they could take a specific part of their day where they practice that piece. Yes. So what I would suggest is, so every morning I, I, I write a daily intention. And I write it on my phone, I use Telegram, and I share it with my best friend, and she sends back to me her one. I actually have a workshop on how to do that, because it's a, it's a, it's a process. Okay. But the simplest, way, the simplest way to do it is to write two things. You want to assess your current state of being. So people get all caught up in, what do I have to do today? List. That's, that's actually not what's important. What's important is how you're being. So when you waken up in the morning, it's important to assess how am I? Am I, am I stressed? Am I just got up and I'm already stressed? Am I tired? Am I calm? Am I relaxed? Am I excited? Like what am I feeling in my being? of who I am because who I am is not what I do it's who I am we all are human beings so we're beings who happen to be being human at the moment mm-hmm. Absolutely. so from that place you're you're doing like a little bit of a self-assessment who am I right now in this moment because from that place you want to then set the intention. And it's not the intention of what you're going to get done. It's the intention of who you want to be in your day. Do you want to be productive? Do you okay. want to be relaxed? Do you want to be in your flow? Do you want to be focused? Okay. So then just spending the time. And for some people that would be uh, writing about it. Some For some people it would be speaking it out. So, you know, if everybody can sort of just take note of that and it's really stopping as opposed to just jumping out of bed taking in a moment of awareness where am i and then where is it that i want to be who am i who i who do i want to be today not what do i have to do today that's beautiful and the being kate is a huge yes it is for people Mm -hmm. beautiful beautiful it's really forwarding the energy of who you are versus thinking that who you are is what you get done Yes. Shit's going to get done anyway. Yeah, right? As a result. I learned, that, 
at the very beginning of my of my transformation, I used to be a very uh, let's say masculine energy woman. I got things done. I wrote lists. I was very productive. It was all you know boxed out, <laughs> and I gave up that lifestyle. I said, I'm no longer going to write lists. I'm not going to wear a watch. I'm going to trust that I'll be told when and where and what to do. And what will need to get done in that day will get done. And it blew me away how much I actually got accomplished and how the rest of that stuff that would have been on my to-do list, well, it was still there the next day. And my kids ate and they got clothes and they went to bed and I had a shower and the, the stuff got done. Yeah. Right. Wonderful. And so now I did ask the question about what's one personal habit that you can share. That was a whole in-depth thing and we'll get the information for the workshop and I will put it in right. the info so that people can get in touch with you on that. But that one right. daily habit routine that you put into your place and mm-hmm. you said it beautifully in here every day you take five to 10 minutes. Go ahead. We even finished that. And I, I like my incense and I like my candle and I, Oh my God, I'm getting goosebumps as I'm telling you this. And I pull my cards. I have three different decks. I have lots of decks that I use with clients, but I have three decks that I use for myself. One is about being a star being one is about being a, um, you know, uh, a goddess kind of energy. And the other one is around authenticity. And I just sit with my coffee and my candle and my incense and I pull my cards and they always make sense to me. Mm -hmm. I just shuffle the deck and I say, just show me what you want me to know today. And it, you know, they're different decks. So they're different messages, Mm -hmm. but each one, there's always a piece of peace, a piece of peace that comes out of each of them. Um, a connection to me, to the higher part of me, to my journey, to my past, you know, and it helps me, it helps me to get present to me because for so long in my life, I wasn't present to me. So that, that's really what it does for me. And then I put them all away and I get on with my day. Awesome. That's beautiful. And so I just want to do a little recap of that for everyone listening. And that is, is taking five or 10 minutes. It doesn't have to be hours. Now, Gail has so much fullness in all that it is that she does and has done. And it's been an incredible journey and you have an incredible journey too. And so with all of that to encapsulate, to keep some simplicity into your life so that you can hone back in on what is the core and what is the most important And as you are the center of your own life, so that if you can step into a place of really um, reconnecting with your soul, reconnecting with spirit and getting grounded and letting go, you know, the the lists, letting go of the, the, the logic and moving back into that heart space and knowing that those things that need to get done will get done as a result. And you will stand in much more of a place of joy and love and grace. That- and there's, there's just one more thing I want to yeah. add, Kate, sure. is that early on in my journey, I, I recognized that I needed to meditate. And, you know, that's a big 
key thing nowadays, you know, meditate, meditate, meditate. Mm -hmm. And I used to beat myself up if I didn't do it first thing in the morning. And how long was I going to do it for? And I love the number four. It's like my number. And so it came to a point where I, I realized that I could give myself four minutes to meditate. And I could do it when I remembered to do it. So I didn't have to do it first thing in the morning. I could do it any time of day. And I could set my timer on my phone for four minutes. And I could sit quietly with myself for four minutes. So I don't want people to think that this is some really big, you know, big ass piece of work you got to do and la la la, get a cushion, yoga, own, blah, blah. It's none of that. It's just breathe, let go, ask to be guided, four minutes. Beautiful. Your soul will talk to you in four minutes. Yeah. That's beautiful. And that is such a massive, a massive thing because what is it we're told all the time? It's, 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 the, it's that hard work is honored, you know, and it's not, and it's like, wait, it's like, I finally got to this place and Gail, I just, I, I just love listening to you because it's such an affirmation and confirmation of that freedom that lies within. And that is how we were really created. And this box that we've forced ourselves into is one that we need to break out of to live that juicy, happy life, which is what you're doing. So I want to thank you so much again for taking the time and being here. And we managed through our technical difficulties. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm just really, really grateful because each and every day we get better at it, right? <laughs> we all have our challenges. So thank you, audience, as well for being here and listening in. And please, if you didn't get a chance to take notes, go and listen again, take some notes and really dive into the life that you've been given at a much deeper level so that you can rise above all of the things that maybe aren't working that great for you. So you can step into your life of juicy and what it is that works for you. So thanks again for being here. And thank you for listening to living your juiciest life ever. And I want to re I want you to remember one really important thing. You are a miracle. Thank you. Thank you. End record.